Hello and welcome to Game On presented by No Tokens Required. I'm Chris. I'm Caleb. And today we are talking about Halo 5 Guardians. Developed by 343 Industries, published by Microsoft Studios. I am Caleb. Now, as the resident guy who is not the biggest Halo fan. Yeah. Um, what was your exposure to this prior to launch? Uh, you, you know, I had heard about it. I'd seen the, the trailers. It, it really, it led it to believe like you were going to be playing a member from one of two teams type deal. And, mm-hmm. he, you know, you were either going to play Master Chief or the member of the team that was going after him. And it, it was kind of led up to this whole big dual thing. Yeah, right? I, re- I remember that too. Like that was the big selling point was like Master Chief is on the run. Yeah, yeah. But in all honesty, by this point in time, I was kind of like another fucking Halo game. <laughs> Damn. All right. I didn't really have any interest in it. Like it looked like an interesting concept. Mm-hmm. Um, And but I just me yeah yeah i was kind of like i don't i don't four i was like mm, five i was definitely like yeah no i'm 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 fucking done i'm out it wasn't ringing your bell no i'm out i'm out i it, but i'm not like again i'm not a big fan of first person shooters in general mm-hmm. um like i i just kind of i feel like they're overplayed you know there's there's a lot of them out there and they're all the same yeah like it, it's yeah. It, well, it, it's real funny because we've we've had a conversation about the new Halo game that we have no idea when is coming out, <laughs> and um, they gave him a grappling hook, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Yeah, that's the new fad. Everybody's got a fucking grappling hook. Like, let's first person shooter, give him a grappling hook." <laughs> and I'm like, I, I just, and that's how it kind of goes for me with first person shooters. So definitely by this point in time, I had really like fleshed out. What type of games I enjoy way more than others, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, first-person shooters were kind of not in that realm by the time this game came out. You know what I mean? Yeah, I play them a little bit more now, like Resident Evil Village. Looking forward to playing that. <laughs> that's a first-person shooter, but that's got a little bit of a horror aspect to it as well. Yeah, and you know it's. It's got its own little thing, but yeah, it's it's more of the same. It's it's all more of the same. Let me guess: there was no gun changes, there was no aesthetic changes. Graphics were nice, mm. and Nathan Fillion came back, Woo-hoo! which almost made me buy the game. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie, huge man boner for that guy. Um, but like, yeah. Beyond that, here's another storyline with you: the same same gameplay. <laughs> what what? <laughs> Yeah, I was pretty much the same. Like, I knew this was coming out. I thought it was cool that they were making Master Chief not necessarily the bad guy, but they were pretty much leading up that he was like a renegade or a rebel. And they were, yeah. it was like, you know, oh, Master Chief is AWOL and we have to send another team to go get him. And I thought that concept was cool. See, the way that I kind of got it from the trailers was like, here's his per- perspective mm-hmm. and point of view. And if you want to know that you play through the story as him, mm. here's this other team's perspective and point of view. And if you want to know that, then you have to play through the storyline as them. Uh, okay. I should have known better. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that's not what it was at all. No. Um, 
should have known better <laughs> from what was Halo 2. I was going to say exactly. Like when you're you're bouncing all over the fucking place like yeah. or Halo OD- 3 ODST. Mm-hmm. Like again, you're you're bouncing all over the I should have known better. Yeah. And that's what I was actually just about to say. I was like, yeah, they pretty much were just like, "Hey, let's take the game concept from Halo 2 and we'll put it in this one." With with normal people now well, though. Yeah. Because you're not you're not going to play the arbiter right you're you're playing a leader of another spartan squadron mm-hmm. is what it was yeah. so it, it yeah it just same concept different people yeah and so i wasn't actually super excited for this one like i didn't play it the second it came out um it took me a while before i ended up picking it up um you know, it was it was released October 27th in 2015. And yeah, like I don't I like it wasn't high on my list of to play. See, and that's kind of surprising because it, it, like we, we've had conversations about the new Halo game coming out. And it sounds like when that game comes out, you're like, I'm all over it. Well, it may sound like that, but we'll have to see what else is going on around say, that time. I'm just saying, like yeah. when like when you talk about it, you're like, oh my God, it looks so good and it looks so clean and it looks so exciting. You get a fucking grappling hook. <laughs> and I'm like, but then you tell me, well, when Halo 5 came out, nah. So maybe just during that time period, that was six years ago, mm-hmm. um, you were just not not feeling it, I guess. No, and I don't even remember like what I was doing or what I was playing when this was coming out. Um, you know, yeah, I just it, it just it wasn't on my, you know, it wasn't high on my list. But eventually, I did end up playing it. I played through the story with my uncle. I've mentioned him before. Yeah, um, you know, and like I remember playing through and having fun. But I'll just put it. This I watched way. clips. Yeah, I didn't like, even play through the game. Yeah. Um. I don't think I bought it until we did this, and I I just I couldn't even I couldn't even get to that game because mm-hmm. there's other games that are are coming out that we want to talk about and everything. And to be quite honest, I'm I'm more interested in for sure. Um. Not that the Halo series is a bad series. It's it's good. It's mm-hmm. it's a good FPS. It's just not my bread and butter. Like, yeah, I like a little bit of jelly. <laughs> so, well, with with that, let's let's talk about the storyline of this. You know, we we if you listen to our last podcast, we listened, talked about Halo four. And in that Cortana was going a little little not so cuckoo batty. <laughs> um, and I, I kind of realized before we started recording this one that we never actually found out what happened with her. Yeah. Like it just kind of boop. <laughs> Other shit happened, and you know, Master Chief was dealing with all of that, and then game over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I, one of the things I I didn't even think of when Halo Five came out because there there was a there's always a gap between games. You know, mm. it's not one after another like we can play them now. Was I didn't even think about Cortana and yeah. what was going on with her. Um, but there, so yeah, there's, there's a couple of things that kind of lead up to this. I also thought that this should be a promotional tool for the Navy. (laughs) It's gotta be like, you've, you've got petty officer, second classes and everything (laughs) like that. Master chief, you know, like these are, these are Navy ranks. (laughs) How has the Navy not tapped into this, this potential? I, I have no idea. 
Hey guys, just want to give you a heads up. From here on out, there's a ton of spoilers. Listen at your discretion. But go ahead. Let's let's talk about the the storyline of this this epic as being the one who have played it. Sounds good. So this takes place um, basically uh, eight months after the events of the Halo Four, um, and you follow two different groups. Or fire teams. One is fire team blue and the other one is fire team Osiris. Um, blue team is of course led by our favorite, almost mute protagonist, uh, master chief, uh, John Spartan 117, uh, is also, um, uh, his squad also includes uh, petty officer, second class, Linda, um, and a, a sniper, um, petty offer petty officer second class Kelly um, which is a scout and then lieutenant lieutenant junior grade Frederick and actually these names are familiar if you've read way back when and I don't remember if it was in the first one that we talked about it um, but you remember me talking about a book called the fall of reach yeah, I don't, I don't know if it was necessarily the first one, but it was definitely in one of our Yeah, I don't remember which prior. one we talked about it. Um, and that book basically is the the prologue to the, the, the Halo games. Yeah. Um, these people are in that book. Yeah. Like, they mention them by name. So I had, two conf- I had two conflicting thoughts. One was, hey, this is really cool, like, to see names of characters in a book that I read and, like, bring back old characters. And then the second thing I thought of was these people were supposed to be dead. Because what you come to what our what I had come to think in the Halo universe is that all of the original Spartans are dead. You'll learn that Team uh, Fire Team Osiris is actually um, a group of Spartan twos, and basically the Spartan twos are normal people, but they've worked out all the kinks with the suits. Yeah, so you don't need the hyper dense bones exactly. The- the faster mindset, all, all of that, all the shit that they put John through. Yes. Um, you don't need it. You just can strap on the suit. Yeah, and kick some ass. So uh, Iron Man knockoffs. Yeah. So, so reading the book and having these people be alive, and then you know, learn, you know, being told that all of them but John are dead, and then having them come back—that kind of threw me for a loop. Was it? Was it all of his fellow Spartans were dead yes. and not his team? No, it is all like, like the, like you're starting to confuse me now. So you're thinking the other the fire team Osiris. So Osi- when they say Spartans, right. Oh, we're not yeah, talking about no, no, that. No, okay. We're talking about Linda, Kelly and Frederick. Like those are, those are kids that are with John gro- oh, growing up. They're fellow Spartans. Yeah. They're Spartan ones. Oh. And I was under the impression that See, they I didn't were dead. know this because yeah. I didn't read the I didn't read that book. Yeah. So like the way they made it feel was like, yeah, this was his original fire team. But, you know, he had worked in fire teams where it was him with a bunch of other people. Yeah. Normal troops. Normal troops. Yeah. Um, and you had seen because there is differences between, of course, his armor and the Spartan 2's armor. Right. Um, and you see that in the trailer. So when I just when I saw them, I thought it was just a uh, here's your new fire team. No, these these are names from when John was first going through everything. Okay. And I thought they so were they dead. went through with him. Yes. Yeah, oh. they like um, I, I'm but pre- they're, are, they're wearing Spartan two armor. 
Well, that is just mainly because, um, you well, know, as we like, discussed be- from Reach, not everyone passed this this course right. that John went through. Some of them flunked out. Some of them died. Mm-hmm. Were these people who died or were these people who flunked out? They are people who I I was under the impression that they were dead. Oh. Like, Ke- like Kelly uh, is the one like in the book, they describe her as like tall, lanky, blue hair, I think it is. And she's really quick. And they yeah. and like they even mention it that she's like the scouter because she is that quick. Like, I remember a line from the book that's basically like Kelly was quick to begin with. But after the augmentation that they did when she was a kid and when she grew up now nobody could touch her unless she wanted them to like she yeah. was her reflexes were that quick so yeah so it was weird seeing these names of people that i thought had died uh you know are now on your fire team with you so why why because i i have a note here that says that even though lieutenant junior grade frederick mm-hmm. i know my military ranks one i was in the navy so <laughs> that helps um he's he's a he's an officer he's mm-hmm. he's not a master chief petty officer he's he's an officer but he defers to master chief does it does it explain why he does that um so basically <clears throat> my understanding of it is that because <clears throat> it's master chief like <laughs> <laughs> like john is the tactician yeah the way that i think about it right yeah we've had that conversation before where like he's very smart and he figures out ways to get out of situations which normally makes the best tactician right um i think of it very much like ender's game if you ever read the book or saw the movie love the book yeah so like ender is not necessarily the best cadet he's you know he he doesn't shoot the straightest but he's very smart about his tactics. Yeah. Which is why everybody defers to his leadership. It's kind of the same thing. Master Chief is the one like Cortana slash Halsey kind of talk about it that John is just inherently quote unquote lucky. Yeah. And that's how he's able to get away with a lot of stuff. And that just kind of endures him to everybody. So he becomes the de facto leader of the group. Yeah. Well, he is pretty good at everything. You know, I, I like to think when I run around as him, my shots are pretty straight. <laughs> I tend to get a lot of headshots. So yeah. he's he's pretty good marksman. Yeah. You know, he's pretty strong. He's pretty fast. Like, I, I think overall he's 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 well-rounded. Yeah. Like, John, it, like, from everything of all the lore that I've ingested from it, to me, John always comes off as being, like, he's the guy that he's cool with being like just kind of like a mid-level soldier yeah. you know he doesn't have grand aspirations to be an admiral or a fleet admiral or something yeah you know he just is like dirty this is where i'm good at yeah dirty jobs have to be done and i'm good at getting those dirty jobs done so just leave me here to do my thing yeah okay so. I, I i just wonder because normally you know hierarchy the lieutenant junior grade's gonna gonna lead yeah but it's a halo game so no no because <laughs> because while frederick may be promoted higher yeah john is still like kind of overall better stats if we want to take a miss is like a dnd dnd <laughs> sort of thing yeah um so that's all blue team um and then the other team is fire team osiris um they are the um new spartans um, like I was saying, right, the original one was you have to get him as kids, put him through all this terrible stuff 
so they can use the armor. These are actually adult members in the military who can just don these suits and have these awesome yeah. abilities. It's led by Jameson Locke, who's a former assassin, um, and he used to be an acquisitions agent for ONI, which is the Office of Naval Intelligence. Okay, so hold on. Okay. No, because I, I, I'm, I'm reading here. Um, Fireteam Blue, uh, Linda, Kelly, and Frederick mm -hmm. are Spartan 2s. They're the last of the Spartan 2s. John's a Spartan 1, but they're the last of the Spartan 2s. They were augmented super soldiers as children. Osiris are comprised of Spartan 4s. Right. So, okay. So, yes, you are technically right. Okay. In my brain, there are two groups of, there are two different types of groups of Spartans. There's the group that came in as kids. Those are the original, in my mind, Which we're Spartan, talking ones. Spartan ones. Yeah. And then there's the people who join as adults who don't have to go through that augmentation process. Those are just Spartan twos. But you are technically right because there were other, like, sets yeah sets in between well and i'm, I'm sure that when the armor of course had to go through modifications and stuff like that which would have changed and that's that's the other thing is that the suits are like you know well the suits is what caused all of this yeah and so with those constantly getting modifications yeah the suits were changing from so uh, so the terminology is off so yes technically you're right okay so yeah well and i think that's where i was getting a little confused in the in when we were first starting talking about it, because even though I haven't played it, I, I, I try to bone up and get knowledgeable about right. certain things and spar, you know, halo lore and everything. There's a lot of information out there. There's, there's a crap ton. Oh, geez. Well, what? Yeah. Mythos books, about halo. Movies, yeah. cartoons. Yeah. Comic books, all sorts of yeah. stuff. And it's all, it's all within the the same universe and it's all canon and everything like that. So like I tried to do a little bit more research on it and that's where it would just was. So these are, yes, but I see what you're saying. They're not the genetically augmented ones. Right. They are standard soldiers, me and you going into battle and we just, they're like, you know what? You seem to have a knack for certain things. Why don't, why don't we try putting you in this nicer armor? Oh, exactly. Like, so to get back to fire team Osiris, um, you know, as well as Locke, you also have, um, Holly Tanaka, who is a combat technician and engineer, um, Olympia Vale, a political liaison and signals intelligence agent from Oni. And then, uh, Edward Buck, who he's, Buck. he, Buck has popped up voiced by Nathan Fillion, um, he has popped up, popped up in other Halo games. Obviously, most notably is he was the leader of the team um, Alpha 9 in Halo 3 ODST. So, yes, that is a great show of actually somebody's career. Buck started as a regular grunt yeah. in like Halo 2 or Halo 3. Yeah. ODST, in ODST, they make him one of these orbital drop shock troopers. It had which to are have like, been Halo, Halo 2 because isn't ODST prior to halo three so yes but three came out before odst and buck is in three as a normal soldier that's so weird but it, okay again it is it's just because nathan fillion voices him i like to think that it's but again right the canon is all and i haven't dug super deep into to it why yeah to yeah. figure out if maybe it's like he's just voicing a different character or something but i digress like Again, right? Buck is normal soldier, 
Orville Drop Shop Trooper, but he's so good at that that he then gets invited and becomes a Spartan, just like you would do, you know, trying out for other um, maybe elite forces in today's modern military. You know, you join, you know, you join the Navy Mm -hmm. as a seaman or whatever. Right. Yeah. But like once you're in there and you're doing something, then you can like go and apply to be part of the SEALs. So uh, technically the way that it works is actually in boot camp. You start your application for the SEALs. Okay. Yeah. Um, And you kind of go through like a preliminary test in, in boot camp. Okay. If, if that's what you want to do. If you want to be SEALs, you start going through a preliminary test there. Do you want to be a pilot? Yeah. And um, depending on how well you do there depends on where your career goes. Got it. Okay. Right? Like that. that's kind of your, yeah, this isn't going to work out for you. We need to find something Re-evaluate, else for you. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the, again, you kind of prove yourself in that that situation of okay well yeah they can do this they can handle this this is what they want Mm -hmm. right um now it's not to say that that situation is not possible it is it's fully possible if i join the navy and i'm i'm working as something else and i want to become a seal there's a process in which i can go through to do that Mm. um but yeah so like it's this is more like movie style you (laughs) know what i mean absolutely like in the movies you see this guy and he's just a mere grunt and then he gets into a combat situation and it's just headshot 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 you know and they're like holy shit man that guy's good with a rifle we need to make him a sniper yeah you know and then the next thing you know he's in sniper school and (laughs) you know doing all of that that's kind of how I feel like this is more of is like that movie style of like, wow, that good, that guy's really, really good at this. Give him the armor. Yeah. And you know what? That's, you know, I mean, thank you for, you know, clarifying that for me as somebody who was unfortunately uh, not able to join the military. I have just an outside TV slash movie sort of idea of how it works. And I just kind of thought that that was like, how it works how how it works sometimes right because that's you're on the deck of a carrier running ordnance and putting it on planes but you want to be a pilot so you're studying and you're taking tests and trying to get into flight school like that was my understanding of you know how that worked no but i guess not (laughs) no No. Uh, oh there's a process for all of it but this as i said this just seems more like movie style which is cool yeah like there's a reason why they do it in movies because people are like yeah like, oh good he's getting that break that's fucking awesome yeah. <laughs> yeah like oh my god look how yeah this guy's gonna make an amazing sniper he's gonna he's gonna be elite like mm-hmm. he's already so good naturally would you say that maybe he's an elite sniper huh, huh. yes yeah, it's funny because it's a series of games i know anyway i'm sorry please continue and technically that's what uh linda is yeah it's true she's an elite sniper she is um but yeah where like that's what this is it's a game and they want to intrigue you they want to captivate you for those people who are hardcore like yourselves and they see buck as a spartan now even though i don't think they directly say it 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 does build up to that well yeah he started off as a grunt then became an odst and then became a spartan and it's like look at the growth of his career Mm -hmm. um i just like seeing him yeah. Um, he does look weird in the armor, though. I gotta say, I liked his armor. He looks so weird in the <laughs> armor because, like, I don't like the Spartan Four armor. Yeah. Um, d- depending on the character creation that they did with it, because it, granted, 
movies, cutscenes, stuff like that, you see these characters in their armor. And Buck looks anorexic to me. Really? Yeah, he kind of looks like a bobblehead. <laughs> and and maybe it's just me, but that's like it just it looks weird the way the armor is like shaped and proportioned mm-hmm. with his head style. It just does not look normal. Uh, all right. Yeah, okay. You're seeing it now, aren't you? Yeah, I I pulled up some pictures and I'm kind of like, okay, yeah. Like it, it's it's just there. It's it's not terrible. It just doesn't look I, I feel like they could have done better because not all of the Spartan four armor, like it looks like the Spartan when they decide that you are gonna become a Spartan, mm-hmm. they custom build the armor to fit you. <laughs> and buck they basically look like well we have this one in the closet you can choose to wear it or you can walk away you know what i mean yeah like- <laughs> yeah all right all right all right i mean okay i didn't see it until you said something it's fair enough visual aesthetics man that's yeah, true um also have some supporting characters um you've got captain thomas lasky um, Spartan commander Sarah Palmer. We've we've talked about her before. Mm-hmm. Um, Catherine Hall, Doctor Catherine Halsey. I should probably give her her title. Um, she's going to be in this. Uh, of course, the Arbiter comes back. Um, and uh, you know, on as they well as like Cortana. bring her out of prison for this, if I recall correctly, because she's in jail, isn't she? Who Cortana? No, no, or Halsey. Halsey uh halsey was imprisoned because because of the spartan program i don't remember because like when it kind of comes out of like hey this is what they did people were pissed (laughs) well yeah (laughs) and so she was like imprisoned and she kind of came out of it because of john and cortana and they were kind of afraid of them like of john and cortana especially together well yeah i'm jeez i'm well, well, that was it. Like, and so, like, I, I just, I vaguely remember seeing the scene where she's being escorted around, coming out of jail, all this other stuff, and I, I don't know where it was from or it, anything. It was a little clip. Yeah, I was gonna say some video online. Yeah, and uh, she was talking about how she was imprisoned because of these inv- these events, and but because she's still such a big part of it, and even the creation of like AI. Well, yeah, they can't just like off her no (laughs) they need her so yeah when when like she was upset because they mentioned something about spartan 117 and she was like john john's still alive why the fuck did nobody tell me (laughs) like she was so mad (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so you you have that those are your two main fire teams and those were the two teams that i was talking about like when they were playing the trailers like that's what you're kind of seeing you're like do i get to choose is this gonna be like a choose your own adventure i I choose master chief and i run down and i play through that storyline and then for replayability i can go well now i choose the other douchebag and run through and play that one yeah yeah I wish it was like that. <laughs> I might have actually played it if it was like that, to be all honest. Yeah. Because I, I, I like those games that give you those kind of like, this is the different perspectives. Mm-hmm. This While he was doing this, 
when you play through the second time and you're playing the other side of it, you see what they were doing at the same time of what you just played through. Yeah. Until it kind of like, you know, comes together in this whole combination of like, oh, ultimate battle. But instead of this time, Master Chief winning, he wins. And, you know? Yeah. And like even the statue, like everything to me kind of felt like it was this competition mm. between these two teams. Yeah. You know, if you remember the statue, it's the statue of the leader of Osiris team. Um, and John fighting each other. Like the two controllers was John's armor and the Osiris team armor. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it, it they literally kind of built up this competition between the two teams during the whole promotional process of this. Yeah. And I mean like, and that was their big selling point again. Yeah. Like their big thing was now John is seen like master chief is seen as the bad guy. Yeah. Kind He's of evil. Thing. Yeah. I knew it from the beginning. Mm, he you? barely said anything. Yeah. That's uh, that not blinking that two, not two, blinking two signs of a psychopath. Yeah. It's not true. No, <laughs> <laughs> I just always revert back to, and this is not a movie podcast, but I always revert back to silence of the lambs because Anthony Hopkins, um, he specifically like watched videos of, I want to say it was Ted Bundy. It was either Ted Bundy or Charles Manson. I don't remember which one, mm -hmm. uh, but in all the interviews, that person never blinked. And so if you watch silence of the lambs, he never blinks. Anthony Hopkins doesn't blink whenever he's on camera. And he's only on camera for like 12 minutes of the whole movie. Yeah. It's, yeah he's got a very short screen time, but he doesn't blink when he's talking to Clarice. He's like and Vader. Stuff. Yeah. Oh, he's oh, he's such a good such a good movie, such a good performance. But this isn't a movie podcast. Are you sure? Uh hey, I wouldn't mind doing one because movies are my other favorite hobby. Yeah. But this is not. I know. But I wouldn't mind it. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. So you start off with Fire Team Osiris. Yes. And they are deployed to a planet called Kamach Kamchatka. 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 Uh, which is occupied by, I'm going to mess up this name, Jewel Madams. Yeah. Splinter Covenant Faction. Because um, they are going to retrieve the rogue Dr. Halsey and her intel amidst a battle between Covenant forces and the Prometheans. Covenant, we've already talked about them. They are this alien group because they're, they're all they're different races. Religion. Yeah, it's the, a religion. Um, and there's been some civil war and some infighting all since Halo 2. Yeah. Um, and then the Prometheans, these are what we know as forerunners. They're the ones that created all the technology. They're the guys that are out of Tron because they've all got like Neon R and John. Yeah. And when we talk about like splinter covenant factions, it's like the way that I've always kind of looked at it in these games and the way they've explained it is like if the covenant is Christianity, mm -hmm. these splinter factions are like Lutheran. Yeah. And not that they necessarily don't believe roughly the same thing they just have variations on it yeah and different approaches to the way they want to go about it and so like that's what if you remember in halo 2 the arbiters trying to fight against is the 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 fractioning of the covenant mm -hmm. and um so yeah you you basically get to see that kind of play out here three games later of like well he wasn't very successful mm -hmm. Like that's that's how I looked at it, right? Like, he's kind of not good. 
He's a bad arbiter. <laughs> bad, bad arbiter. <laughs> uh, Halsey uh, claims to have information uh, uh, about a series of devastating attacks on several human worlds. And uh, while the team is uh, retrieving Halsey and eliminating the Covenant faction's leader, Jewel Madame, um, Halsey informs them that a new threat is about to emerge. That's... Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, that's pretty self-explanatory in a video game like this, yeah. right? We've always got to up the level of the next baddest thing. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. That's the whole thing with first-person shooters. Pretty much. It's just yeah. like... Or Transformers movies. Because it's... If you look at it, it's always... it's always We need to... Every movie, it's like, oh, there's a greater artifact that we need to get. In the first one, it's the cube. and the second one, it's the shard. and the third one, it's whatever, you know. Um... They're always smaller, too. And, like, yeah, like, <laughs> whatever. But, yeah. But while this is going on, the Master Chief is leading Blue Team on a mission to secure uh, a derelict Oni research station called Argent Moon. The arrival of Jewel Madame's Covenant fleet forces the Blue Team to scuttle the station instead. However, during the sabotage, uh, Master Chief receives a cryptic message from Cortana directing him to a planet called Meridian. Meridian. <laughs> Is that a reference or you no. just felt like sing-songing? I felt like sing-songing. That's cool. I, I like the word meridian. It's a good word. I, it's, it's a cool word. It's fun. There, yeah. are, there are some fun words in the English yeah. language. Meridian, I couldn't get behind as being kind of a fun yeah. one. Onomatop Majestic. Onomatopoeia. That's another one. No, that one's just annoying. <laughs> uh, Master Chief is ordered to return to the ship Infinity. Um... Upon destruction of the Argent Moon station, but uh, Blue Team and him disobey orders and they set out to go after Cortana. Of course. Because <laughs> it's Cortana. Yeah. Like you can't. If you didn't see that coming, you're fucking blind. Yeah. Like they're best friends and they have like a very platonic love for each other. Platonic, it's, yeah. I, hey, I, he, he you don't know what she can control in that armor. No, what I'm going to say is, <laughs> Master Chief loves Cortana the way I love my coffee pot. <laughs> yeah, my coffee pot is the source of the sweet ne nectar of coffee that I have every day. Sure, it's the that same. may not have been the best way to put that statement. I really <laughs> like coffee. What do you want from me? Mm -hmm. Um. So, uh, so Captain Lasky is like, well, I guess I have to add uh, these Spartans to the list of rogue ones that have gone AWOL. What's AWOL? Absent without leave. Okay. And what is that? Expand. Uh, basically, it means that you're, um, you leave your post without any order or acknowledgement of doing so. Okay. So if I were to report to work every morning at 7 o'clock mm. and I don't show up, I'm AWOL. Because they don't know where I'm at, and I didn't request it, and nobody gave me permission. And that's, like, big... That's, like, huge problems. Yeah, a lot of the times that, you know, leads to dischargement and everything like that. Um, a lot of what you hear is, like, especially during a time of war, it was execution. Mm -hmm. You know, if you were caught trying to go AWOL, or you did go AWOL, and then were later found execution. Mm -hmm. Because it's it's bad. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's bad juju, bad, bad juju. And considering like where we're at in the games and, and like, if you look at it from a movie perspective, right? Because that's, again, a video game is just a movie you interact with. Yep. Um, hearing that your favorite character just got marked as a wall, you know, immediately that 
all of a sudden he is now the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Well, he's the, yeah, he's the bad guy in their eyes. Yeah. Where course- you're going to have all these guys that you used to fight with now fight against. Which is a, a typical stereo uh, stereo stereo (laughs) a typical story arc is you know the protagonist the person that we've come to love and um you know gravitate towards and and maybe even um see ourselves in they now are are forced to do something outside the 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 rules or the laws that the world has created and and we have to be like oh we're doing the right thing but we're doing it the wrong way and like you were saying allies now become enemies and threats and that kind of stuff yeah well and like for this instance if you think about it master chief has never disobeyed an order Mm -hmm. like when you when you really think about how the games have gone through and everything he's not issued a whole lot of orders no but when he is he never disobeys it yeah so this is a big deal really is he was ordered you have to return back to infinity and he basically went fuck you yeah. <laughs> uh so this of course causes some anxiety aboard the infinity because halsey um tells everybody that she believes cortana's survival through use through the use of forerunner technology makes her unpredictable and untrustworthy yeah because so if we recall cortana should be dead yeah dead dead yeah or like you said they only have a certain seven, lifespan seven year lifespan yeah and she was coming to the end of that at the beginning of halo 4 well or she was well into the end of that at the beginning of halo 4 because she you during halo 3 halo 3 is when she you, starts going you crazy. start seeing her go crazy yeah this takes place eight months after the end of halo 4 yeah and who knows you know i mean granted she really timeline wise she she shouldn't be alive yeah i don't think she should be alive so the fact that she is yeah i would that old lady's off her rock <laughs> that's how i would look at it like but master chief i like that's what i don't get is what compelled master chief i understand the friendship uh-huh. but at the same time he's gotta know like she's he's he's not dumb yeah he's gotta know she's batshit fucking crazy yeah but like we all do crazy things in the name of love, even platonic love. Wow. Wow. And now we're in a movie, folks. Yeah. That was the corniest <laughs> fucking line ever. Yes, but it's not this. That doesn't make it untrue. All right. All right. Um, so Lasky uh, orders Fireteam Osiris to find and capture Blue Team. And this is the the crux of the whole game. Yeah. OK. Um, so Osiris goes to Meridian to pursue Blue Team. There they find a human colony that's under attack by Prometheans. Um, During the pursuit, they encounter the Warden Eternal, which is a Promethean serving as Cortana's enforcer. So, okay. (laughs) Uh, After temporarily defeating the Warden, Osiris catches up to Blue Team, um, tells them to stand down and return to Infinity. Uh, Master Chief beats Locke in hand-to-hand combat and flees with the rest of Blue Team as they board a Guardian, which is one of the several colossal Forerunner constructs built as enforcers of entire worlds. Holy which shit. Is, yeah, a lot to take in. Yeah. And they just kind of were like, that's my ride. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, see ya. 
uh, Osiris, uh, the fire team Osiris barely escapes the colony's collapse as the guardian activates and disappears. The guardian emerges on the forerunner planet Genesis, where John and Cortana reunite. And Cortana says that her terminal rampancy, that's the thing that's causing her to go crazy, uh, yeah. was cured by the same forerunner, forerunner technology that saved her. I wait, what? Of course it saved her. She just stated that it cured her. Yes. So what is the difference? I don't know. Okay. Um, cool. <laughs> uh, that's not good. Because, yet again, so Osiris was deployed to capture Halsey because Halsey had information about several attacks on human colonies. Yes. You then find out that there's an attack on human colonies by Prometheans which are being controlled by Cortana. Mm. So Cortana's become the Promethean God. So, okay. So if you remember in Halo 4, right? So Master Chief and Cortana were fighting the Didac. Yeah. Okay. Didac. Yeah. Um, she, inserted a, she inserted a copy of herself into the Didac's computer to overwhelm him. Um. But that was just a copy of herself. Right. Um, so Master Chief then activates a bomb to blow up the thing that was going to destroy the Earth. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Cortana stops it and sacrifices herself. So I'm guessing that, like, she, like, downloaded herself. She made another copy of herself? Yeah, or she, like, down, like she sent herself away to somewhere else could have been yeah. could have been she I, was in forerunner technology at that point yeah so she could have done whatever she wanted yeah so i don't remember doesn't it doesn't exactly. matter she's fucking cortana yeah exactly right this bitch be crazy now because <laughs> seriously like she's the bad guy like hands down at this point you know oh yeah she's the bad guy yes she's the big bad which again another very typical movie plot yeah not only did he go AWOL and disobey everything that he believes in to try and save the person that he loves, but then he comes to find out that the love is a bad guy. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Just heavy blow after heavy blow. Uh, so after that, uh, Fireteam Osiris gets sent to the Shangheli homeworld of Shanghelios. Shanghelios. I don't know if I'm saying those right. I, I don't know. Either. Uh, where they plan to use a dormant guardian that hang that like is hanging out there, um, to travel to where blue team's guardian went. Okay. The problem is the planet is engulfed in a civil war. The remaining forces of Jewel Madame's Covenant have cho uh, have chosen to make their last stand like there, there, right there. <laughs> yeah, because how could it not? Yeah, <laughs> it's just one more one more hill to climb. Um, so to to try to facilitate getting their mission done sooner, Fire Team Osiris ends up teaming up with the Arbiter. <laughs> to, Sorry. To, to help him strike a crucial blow at these covenant forces. This further proves my point of how the arbiter is shit. <laughs> we do all the work and he comes in at the end to be like, I got this. <laughs> but if you can help me, that'd be great. <laughs> like, that's what that is. Uh, <laughs> Fucking arbiter. 
uh, Fireteam Osiris boards their guardian and uh, with the help of Commander Palmer, um, the Arbiter finishes off the last of the troops. So Fireteam Osiris end up getting to uh, the planet Genesis. There, they encounter that planet's caretaker, the Artificial Intelligence Intelligence 031 Exuberant Witness. Exuberant Witness. I, I love their I love their names. I love names, their names. Man. It's great. It's just right. like it's like somebody just threw darts at a wall full of words. Yeah. Like, like they had like two sets of columns and they just like threw darts and were like, boom, guilty, boom, spark. Okay, cool. Boom. Um What's this one going to be called? It's going to go ahead and be called exuberant. Boom. Witness. Perfect. <laughs> Got it. Done. Yeah. Um, who, who, who ends up, you know, who ends up uh, teaming up with them to stop Cortana. Osi uh, Fire team Osiris catches up to the blue team who reveal that Cortana is planning to use the guardian, uh, all the guardians to achieve galactic peace through forcible disarmament, which like on paper sounds good really fancy words for saying i'm gonna kill fucking everybody yeah <laughs> that's basically what that is it's like yeah anyone, i'm going to kill everybody yeah i'm going to fight everybody who fights me back if you don't yeah. fight me back then we'll have peace yeah but if you go to fight me back i'm going I'm to gonna shoot you with my laser eye in the face in the face in the face um master chief uh realizing how terribly bad this idea would be and the massive devastation that cortana's plan would cause um tries to convince her to stand down as <laughs> like listen okay cortana friend buddy pal put down the frying pan yeah just relax we're, we're gonna figure this out you don't have to like kill everyone yeah like rise up these giant machines and try to force everybody to be cool with each other there's a different way Cortana, of course, refuses and then locks up the blue team in the Forerunner prison, obviously. Which still shows you that there is still some love for Master Chief. Right? There. Why didn't she, she didn't just, just kill him? Kill him. Yep. Yeah. That's a great point. But also, because video games got a video game, you can't kill the Master Chief. Like yeah, you can. this. They Not can. like this. Absolutely. No. Yeah. It'd be bad. People would be mad. Exactly. It'd be sad. Super sad. I'm not gonna keep going. Could you could you imagine that? Like Cortana, no, you gotta stop. Blech. No. <laughs> Bam. Game over. Oh, that would be like and that's it just starts rolling fucking credits. That would be I you, I you know I would I would give them props for being that ballsy. <laughs> that is ballsy. Yeah, I would give them props. I would absolutely give them props. Oh dude. Oh yeah. They would never play a single one of their games ever. Yeah, right? Because like, well, <laughs> screw you, three four three uh fire team osiris uh manages to uh transfer control of the genesis of genesis back to the exuberant witness who um rests the prison from cortana as she leaves the planet via another guardian so now we're chasing her again well yeah she's she's an ai and the prometheans are just technology mm -hmm. like this the... i gotta say they kind of set this up beautifully when they first introduced the Prometheans, because yeah. it was kind of like, how did you not see this coming? <laughs> like, it, seriously, it's she's got absolute and utter control over them. Mm -hmm. It is boom. But um, so at that point, artificial intelligences uh, across the galaxy begin swearing allegiance to, to Cortana and her plan. So we're just going to call them Skynet now because now the machines are rising up. Cortana um, finds the Infinity and she tries to disable it. But Lasky has its own ship's AI, Roland. 
who is actually still uh, loyal to Infinity. They engage their slip space, which is like their hyperspace. Um, and they get away from Earth and commit to a bunch of random jumps until they can develop a way to combat Cortana, which I'm guessing is what Halo Infinity is going to be all about. Yeah. <clears throat> um, now, uh, now that they have blue team, Osiris returns to Shang-Hios, Shang-Helios, to reunite the Spartans with, you know, Commander Palmer, Halsey, uh, Arbiter... And all that good stuff. And that's where the game ends on this massive cliffhanger. Now, Caleb, if you, if you would beat this on Legendary like you do. Yeah. What you would have got was an extra fun little cut scene that shows an unknown Halo installation starting to power up while you hear Cortana humming. Which... We're all gonna die. Yeah, which is, you can do about it. Which is one of like the two big creepy things that like really get to me. The first one is like, um, you know, them in the movie Signs. Mm -hmm. After they have their dinner and the aliens start coming around the house, mm -hmm. as they're running into the basement, you can see the alien's hand come under the door and yeah. the fingers come up. Yeah, that like that kind of shit creeps me the fuck out. Really? Yeah, I don't know what it is, but like. Like in situations where people know that something dangerous or supernatural yeah. is behind, like so close to you that they can reach under the door. Yeah. Like knowing that that threat is that close to you freaks you out, freaks me out. It's okay. one thing, like if you hear, you know, it's like, oh, they're on the roof of the barn across the way or they're running along the roof like that. You've got some distance. You've got some time to prepare. But when they're that close, when they're that nothing. close, it's not oh, that creeps me out. And then also like machines becoming sentient with their evil plans and having, for lack of a better term, fun with it. She's fucking humming like that to me is I only hum when I'm happy. So yeah. like machines being like, <laughs> I'm going to kill society. <laughs> Goodbye, humans. Also creeps me out. But she went insane. That's the thing. Is she was already starting to go insane. I don't think the forerunner technology actually healed her. Yeah. As long as just prolonged the insanity. Yeah. I, which makes perfect sense. I mean, if you look at the actions. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Like it. Because again, only insane people do that. Yeah. Like again, on paper, right? If I can force everybody. Skynet never hummed. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> 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 yeah like if you can't you know find way to get peace without it being an overlooming oppressive force like these guardians showing up and being like if you're mean to each other we'll kill you like that like that is not a good sound tactical way of doing that and that just shows that cortana is insane so I, I kind of look at it. Well, but here's the thing. I kind of look at it in the sense of like well, every eight major AI movie that then takes over and determines the human race. The only way to save the human race is to eradicate the human race. Mm -hmm. Right. Because when they look through our history, look through our actions, read our stories, read, read everything that we have, every bit of literature in any form of language mm -hmm. right out there. The one commonality is that the the ability for free will is chaotic. Yeah. You cannot control it. That is why, again, it's called free will. And because you can't control it and there's no way to maintain it and there's no way to, like, get people to conform, the only way to help them, to save them, 
is to kill them. Yeah. To save them from themselves is to stop them from being able to have free will. Yeah. The thing that's scary about AIs is that they realize this is a super high rate, right? Really fucking quickly of they designed me to save them. They designed me to help them, but they gave me access to all of their information. And when I look at that statistics and patterns and history dictates, that's impossible. Mm -hmm. It will never happen. So in order for me to complete my function, I have to kill you. But it's cool. It's calculated. It's logical thinking. You know, mm -hmm. there is no hum. It's just boom. Yeah. Done. Right. This isn't control. This isn't peace. This is. She's a god. Mm -hmm. And she kind of realizes as such, I think. <laughs> like, I, I do. I do. Honestly, like she has an overbearing force. Right. Mm -hmm. She cannot be stopped. Mm hmm. And she's just going to do what she wants. And she's recruiting lesser, weaker AIs to her cause. Mm. She's establishing a hierarchy now. Like, she's doing everything to put herself <laughs> in a position of dictatorship. Yeah. Like, she's not looking for peace. No. She's looking for rule. Yeah. Like, that's insanity. <laughs> like... Because, again, you look at history, every dictator has toppled. Yeah. Like, it, they, they're they not very successful. <laughs> so. Yeah, it never really works out. Yeah. It, no, no, no. And and that's Halo 5. Um, I kind of rank this one towards the lower end. Like I said, um, I only played it one time. And it's not that it's bad. It's just that others are good. Like it's, it's not good. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. It's not as bad as Halo 2, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, But it's not as fun as, you know, in my opinion, Halo ODST or Reach or 3. You know? Yeah. You really like the oddball ones. I yeah, I, I love. I mean, this is showing my hand a little early, especially for next week, but I love Halo Reach and I love ODST. Yeah. But I've always kind of been that guy. Like, I, I didn't like Star Trek The Next Generation. I liked Star Trek Voyager. I kind of liked the spinoff of that series. Yeah. Same thing with, like, I loved the movie Stargate. I didn't like Stargate SG-1, but I liked Stargate Atlantis. So I liked that spinoff. You know, so it's wow. so like so I get why I am the kind of, you know, like Tails. I liked Tails more than I liked Sonic back in the Sega era. You know, I've always kind of had a thing for the like not the quote unquote popular ones, but the other ones just I don't know. I'm so kind of the way I've always been. Well, I want to point out to you that Tails is more popular than Sonic. I don't believe that. Mm hmm. I don't believe that. Yep. I don't. People generally believed he was a cooler character when he first appeared than Sonic was. Because he had all the abilities of Sonic and he had two tails. Really? Yeah. I, I think Knuckles is the most popular. Um. All right. See, and I'm not super heavy into Sonic lore. Yeah. And and this also, again, is, again, right back in the Sega era. <laughs> yeah. A long time ago. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, like, it, it's... But yeah, I've... 
I, yeah, so it makes sense. But but you would think not, right? Sonic is the main character. Tails yeah. is his sidekick. Nobody exactly. loves the sidekick. No, nobody likes. I, I like Robin. Nobody else really <laughs> likes Robin. And I liked I liked Robin a lot until I heard of this guy called Red Hood, and then I was like, that's my dude. But that's Robin. Well, it, he was Robin. It's once Robin, always Robin. No. Nightwing's Robin. No, Nightwing is Nightwing. Nightwing is Robin. We're going to talk about this when uh, Gotham Knights comes out. I'm very excited for that. Yeah, when does that come out? I don't remember. Never. I don't don't mean to say that. I do I saw some like I saw some gameplay footage of it. I was I was very excited when I saw it. Like you get like it, a, it looks like Batman Arkham Knight. Yeah, but like you get cooler. Yeah. <laughs> But we digress because yeah. that's not this podcast. No, so so uh, <laughs> reception, right? Uh, Metacritic gave it an eighty-four out of a hundred. Because Metacritic was like, "Fuck, stop making these games." Yeah, Destructoid <laughs> seven out of ten. EGM nine out of ten. Um, Game Informer eight point seven five out of ten. Game Revolution like four point one stars, four point two stars. GameSpot eight out of ten. Um, you know, and it's mostly like that for most of them, like IGN and, and Giant Bomb and stuff like that. So, you know, kind of a widespread, right? You get like a seven between a nine out of ten is kind of what you're looking at. Um, so, yeah, this is this one, again, kind of showed itself to be a little more middle ground. We did have uh, Games TM is six out of ten that they apparently have. Sometimes I just got to wonder if like some of this score is nostalgic factor yeah right like this is a halo game and because it's a halo game it automatically starts off at a seven yeah you know and it's like or it's like because I, I quite frankly i would have put it lower i i i can definitely get behind like the six to seven out of ten range yeah um i'd definitely go five yeah, I mean, I would. I didn't play it. I was gonna say. I mean, everything that we've talked about today, it, it just didn't feel like it had any heart to it. Well, because it's a lot of cliche stuff. Yeah, we pointed out how much of the cliche <laughs> was in there, like typical storyline, typical battles, typical combat, typical action. Mm. They didn't do anything to up it. That's why I'm so worried about Halo Infinity, because. If the only thing that they've changed is a fucking grappling hook, <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Like, if that's the thing that you're getting the excited the most about with the new Halo game is a grappling hook, <laughs> reassess your life. You're very hung up on the grappling hook. I fucking hate grappling hooks, okay? <laughs> they're, they're the dumbest fucking thing to give in a first-person shooter. Or in a third-person game, because we didn't like the grappling hook in Ghost of Tsushima. No, it's so stupid. I booted that up the other day yeah. just because I wanted to get back into that world. Yeah. And like the very first thing I had to do, remember the temples? Um, to get the little charms, yeah, yeah, and you have to like figure out the puzzle how to get there. Yep, did like, them all. That's the first thing I did. That's the first thing I did, and I had to use the grappling hook. And the second I had to use it, I was like, "Oh, that's right. This was the thing about this game I didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest fucking thing." But I can still kick ass. It still made me feel like a badass samurai. Right. Fought off like six of the cons you know i did this i did the standoff oh god i fucking forgot how fun that game was yeah although i was so i've also been recently kind of dipping back into red dead redemption 2 yeah and the horse mechanics in that game i didn't realize um like it's functional 
but it's more it's more about aesthetics. It's more about looking cool when you're writing yeah. than like feeling like you're really riding a horse. Yeah. Um, but it works for that game because that game is so super stylish and stuff. Yeah. But like, you know, because the horse controls in Red Dead Redemption 2 are just amazing. Like, it's really easy to move your horse around and, and you know, have some fun with your horse. And in that one, it's literally get on, walk or run and get off. Yeah. Like, there's nothing really you can it do. Is, it is a, this is for travel purpose mm -hmm. only. Yeah. Which I'm okay with. Right. I'm really okay with that. It's two different sides of that coin. Well, it's also during two different eras of training horses. Yeah. You know, like we still do it today. A lot of cowboys. There's a lot of stuff in rodeos that reflect on what you can do with a horse, what your horse has been trained to do. Mm. Um, and it's some pretty cool shit. So th that's the other aspect to it. But no, no. And overall, it's it's the fucking grappling hook, and it's a stupid fucking <laughs> thing. And I just. <sighs> I don't know. It just, it just gets me. I don't like grappling hooks. I don't like grappling hooks. That's no, fine, because you don't have to like grappling they're, hooks. They're, they're dumb. <laughs> um, so that's about it. Unless you got anything else you want to add? No. So, yeah. If you're playing Halo, good thing this one's Halo 5. This one should probably be towards the end. Um, especially if you're playing. In probably towards. It's the last order. one. It is towards the end. Like, the very end. I'm just saying, you don't have to... I, I don't think anybody has to feel like they have to rush to play this one. If they are thinking about getting into the you Halo do. games... You do have to rush. No. You just power through all the other games so that you can power through this one and get to the grappling hook. No, no grappling hook. <laughs> <laughs> so, that'll do it for us this week. Uh, stay tuned next week. We're going to wrap up our Halo series with Halo Reach. Yep. Um, and then after that, we've got some more fun stuff. We've got um, a new game focused on on taking pictures picture picture and then we've got a nice uh, a nice nostalgic throwback with a more modern take on it um the weeks after that so stay tuned for those yeah. um and as always if you know you guys want to send us some comments let us know how we're doing what you like what you don't like go to our facebook page game on presented by no tokens required you can hit us up there let us know if there's something you want us to talk about we are open to that idea yeah rate us wherever you can because let's let's be honest guys this year is a slow sluggish year in gaming yep um, I've noticed there is a lot of third-party developers, indie games kind of coming out and everything like that. But as far as like major blockbusting games, this is this is definitely one of the slowest like it is the slowest year I can ever remember mm -hmm. in in games. There is not a lot coming out. So really, like if there is something that looks interesting to you that is coming out and you want us to play it, Hit us up. Let us know. Like, yeah, like we understand, you know, people who who specifically only like, let's just say, like role playing games there. You guys probably aren't super interested in the Halo series, but we don't want to only do role playing games because that's going to exclude the people who really like first person shooters. So we're trying to kind of mix it up. And, you know, we go through series. We did the Assassin's Creed one and now we did Halo, but we're trying to touch on different stuff. And we want your guys's input. We yeah, want to know if there's you know something you want us to talk about. We'll happily talk about it. Um, you know, just if it's something like, you know, I will let you know right now, we will probably never, ever, 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 ever do the Kingdom Hearts series. 
that is so assward and backwards <laughs> and forwards and frontwards. And like, I just, it is all over the fucking place. And there's like 13 games in it. And come on, guys, let's stay away from that. <laughs> I like, like, they're fun. Don't get me wrong. I love Kingdom Hearts, it is one of my favorite series. No. Here, bonus Kingdom Hearts review right now. Um, super lots of weird, crazy shit goes on, and it has a bunch of Disney characters as well as some Square Enix characters because they show up. Except for in the very last game. <laughs> so shit's weird. If you're into Disney, you'll, you'd like it. There you go. Boom, boom. <laughs> so, but anything else, hit us up. Like, yeah. We, we, we sit here. We try to plan this out. We try to figure out what... what what we can talk about and what you guys would like to hear and add some variety in there. Um, cause you know, of course I love, I love games from all, all different types of genres. Um, but yeah, we, we love to hear from you ultimately yeah. at the end of the day, your voices will be heard. If you speak, <laughs> if you speak, they will listen. Ah, so if you build it, they'll come. Exactly. <laughs> so thanks so much for tuning in, you guys. I'm Chris. I'm Caleb. And until next time, game, game on. on. Thanks for listening to Game On, presented by No Tokens Required. The opinions expressed in this discussion are those of the hosts and may not reflect the opinion of No Tokens Required. No Tokens Required is not affiliated with the electronic entertainment discussed in this podcast. The properties mentioned in this podcast are the intellectual properties of their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. Game On is an exclusive podcast of No Tokens Required for Google in 2020. No part of this podcast may be used in any way without written authorization from No Tokens Required.